Hey everybody, I'm Zoe. And I'm Chandi. And this is Bound by the Cloak mini episodes. So I guess we can call them mini-sodes? <laughs> we can. Okay, we're going to call them mini-sodes until we find something else to call it. Also in the background, um, every now and then, you can probably hear the dying um, smoke detector in Shanti's apartment building. So just just keep note of that. So um, my safety is compromised. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I bet. Yeah, I mean, it probably will be after talking about the things that we're going to talk about in this mini episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, it's that time of year. We have a couple episodes in season two that kind of revolve around, yeah, I mean, well, the whole season, right? All of season two is really kind of revolving around truth seeking and, and really getting down to the nuts and bolts of something and figuring out the truth. You know, Wheeler's episode. Yeah, he's exploring these, you know, the the built landscape that's sort of like overgrown and 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 no longer in use, right? Like these these places that were once populated, that were once important structures or important places, and now they're kind of like sort of like this almost dystopian like wasteland in a way, right? This overgrown, picturesque kind of these locations, right? It's like they're they're they can be somewhat seedy in a way, right? Somewhat like weird, eerie, creepy. And they have stories behind them. Like, you know, Wheeler mentioning Wheeler mentioning going to the the old hospital and seeing a woman and on a higher floor and then realizing later that okay, that that was a patient, the hospital was still open. Mm-hmm. Or him trying to him and his friend trying to track down somebody in the hospital. And then they don't find anybody. Those are like the beginnings of like stories. Those are the beginnings of stories that can turn into legends, that can turn into folklore. Yeah. Joe's episode, you know, when when we're talking about Daniel LaPlante, it's really interesting because he's talking about all these different parts of the story that may have been embellished or maybe didn't even happen. Or maybe they did, but they were somewhat minimized in, in the larger essence of the overall story, right? That people know. And so, you know, Joe is trying to get to the bottom of it, trying to find out what is the truth, trying to separate fact from fiction. And that can be really, really hard. That can be super hard because you, you, you have to find the right people. You have to dig and, and see where these parts of the story come from. You have to take one part of the story and kind of trace it back. And then maybe it leads to a dead end or then maybe it leads to something else. Everybody has their own experiences with the story. Right. So, you know, people who knew Daniel LaPlante personally versus people who heard about the murders or heard about what went on in the house, you know, him living in the house, living in the walls. And what's interesting is, is, this is somewhat similar to how urban legends begin. There's, there could be true stories that just sort of turn and twist and become something different. They become an urban legend. Well, also, I think it's interesting to know that 
well, also one aspect of it is what people are saying. And sometimes I wonder if it's also the story is formulated in a way of what they want it to be. Right. So they add their own okay, yeah. layer. Yeah. I mean, that, that definitely happens, I think, too. Yeah. And, and it's think, also why these stories are are told, you know, like a lot of urban legends we hear about when we're children. That's when we hear about these things. So is there a message that's conveyed to a child when they hear an urban legend as well? Yeah. And also, I mean, historically, right. How did stories get passed down? I mean, they weren't written. They were told by oral tradition. And yeah. so when it like the game of telephone, right? That's true. It's, yeah. it's going to be different uh, from each person because of how, what they hear and also how they interpret. It's not going to be literal. Yeah, that's true. So let's dive into some urban legends. Yeah, why not? So you've heard of Bloody Mary. Yeah, I think everyone has. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard of Bloody Mary. When was the first time you heard about Bloody Mary? How old were you, do you think? I was eight. I was in elementary school. Okay. Yeah, I was probably about the same age. That's weird, right? That I, it, Is it like just, yeah, is it like a common thing that we all <laughs> hear about the same one, like Bloody Mary around the same age in elementary school, right? It's kind of like your, kind of your first, like scary thing with your friends right yeah and it's like a very much an elementary school thing yeah so like what did you hear about bloody mary what was what the legend that you heard so what i heard in elementary school was if i go into a bathroom the lights are off and i light a candle and i say bloody mary three times into the mirror a lady in a white robe was going to appear and scare the shit out of me. Why a white robe? I don't know. It's this weird, like, I guess the thing was that she was a bride that was killed. Hmm. Was, was the story um, on her wedding night. So. Wow. That's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. It reminds me of like, um, it reminds me of like stories like the ghost of white rock Lake and things like that. I think that was in Texas maybe Fort Worth area, but like there's everywhere, every, all across the country, there's always like a story of a woman who died on her wedding night or on her prom night or yeah, like, that's like a common thing. Like everywhere, every state, every area has like a story like that. It's yeah. really interesting. Maybe it was that's their just... like first instance of saying, yeah, don't get married. <laughs> but you know what? It's really interesting because it's different. That's that's different than it's slightly different than the Bloody Mary that like I heard. Yeah. So I've yours? always heard I've always heard of Bloody Mary as a witch. Okay. That is um, different. And I've it was more so like the similarities to it though. Like so the things that are similar in our stories are that if you go into a bathroom, turn off the lights, hold a candle or flat could be flashlight too, just a light really but i think typically a candle and you say bloody mary now okay 
I've heard if you say Bloody Mary three times, and I've also heard 13 times. Okay. When I was a kid, I, I did hear 13 times. So it was like, not just three, like you, you know, like we might get to number 12, right? And if nobody's going to 13. Um, <laughs> but wow. like recently, more recently, I have heard three times, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, there's no mention of a robe or anything like that. It's just like a witch. Like she just appears. And it's like, for us, it wasn't that she scared you. It was like either she like scratched you or she like would like kill you. Okay. So that's pretty violent. Um, yeah. For me, what am I? I don't even remember. I think it was just the sheer horror that a lady was going to appear in the mirror, freaked us all out. <laughs> she wouldn't have yes. to do anything. It's just like, of okay, I'm out. Yeah. So, like, did you ever hear of an origin story for Bloody Mary? Because I know there's like several, but what are any, what are the, some of the origin stories for Bloody Mary that you've heard? Yeah. I think with Bloody Mary, there's so many different origin stories. Which, which is good that we're talking about this. Um, but one of the one, so one of the origin stories I heard about Bloody Mary is actually of this woman named Mary Worth. And the story, and, and the idea is that, you know, you would go into a bathroom alone at night, turn off the lights, but then you would say Mary Worth 47 times. 47 so that's also weird I'm like what what is it with 47 that's so weird yeah and her name was mary worth also known as mary jane and then bloody hmm. mary was her urban legend name see i've i've heard of the story of mary worth yeah what like i always heard that it was like a witch or or like she she killed people or she she was a witch who either like poisoned children or hurt children um or she may have like killed her husband or something did you hear any of that or was that different for you no i didn't hear about that i mean i heard about like her having a wart on her nose so that might be where the witch um because you know historically the witch stereotype of having a wart on their nose comes from and she she's also pretty violent because she has a knife in her hand okay that's extreme Jeez. yeah so knife? She, yeah so she would be stabbing people oh my god i mean yes that's not at all what I and also the 47 <laughs> times that is like really are you gonna get to 47 <laughs> that's extreme like yeah. You know, like, so is it 47 times that she would like stab somebody or is it just like a random number 47? No, just no. You have to say the word. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, does it represent anything in particular? The 47? No, I didn't. I didn't see anything about that. That's so weird. That's so extreme. Yeah. So for me, like, I've heard of the Mary Worth story. But I've also heard that Bloody Mary could be like Mary Tudor. Right. Mm. So like, what is it? Queen Mary of England, who basically had like Protestants murdered. Yeah. Um, and she was she only reigned like for a few years, but she 
was known as Bloody Mary at that time because of she liked to kill Protestants um, because she was Catholic. It had to do with her father, Henry VIII and all that and, yeah. and Anne Boleyn and, and everything. Um, but the other story I heard, which is more local, right, to New Jersey even, is Mary Moore. Now, once again, a witch known as a witch. Um, the rumor or the legend is that she, the legend is that she was hung oh. uh, as, as a witch because she, her, her neighbors accused her of witchcraft or, you know, whatever it is that they said she did. Um, also, she may have murdered her husband. Uh, or she may have committed suicide, but she's also like buried in a particular cemetery in central Jersey. And the headstone is missing because teenagers stole it at some point. What? And after like they stole it, one of the teenagers got hit by a car and died. And so the other one smashed the headstone. So like nobody knows where it is. Wow. So Mary Moore was born in the 1600s. And I, I, she died in the early 1700s, like early to, yeah, that's it early early 1700s so damn yeah, that's that's what i've heard about bloody mary but so like for me she was always a witch and for you she wasn't a witch no which is really interesting yeah so she that's the thing bride. it's like yeah like these stories change so and that's the thing too like i've heard of the whole you know harming children and possibly killing her husband whole thing right as why she would be bloody mary um, mm. but what's interesting is that your story is it reminds me of Annie's Road from talking to Wheeler. Because um I think Annie was going to the prom or something, right? And mm. yep. And she died, right? And so the, I mean the road is just known as Annie's Road. That's what people call it. Annie's Road, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Well, also when you say that you're your story, when you say that what you've heard about Bloody Mary was that she was a witch. And also your story is a lot more violent in that Bloody Mary, who was a witch, is seen as like an excessively violent person, which is biased based on people's representations or ideas or thoughts of witches. But my representation, which is Bloody Mary being a bride, is more gentle. So I find that interesting. Like, why can't a bride be vicious and violent? Well, I mean, I think the idea is that she died on her wedding night. Did she, like, how did she die? That I don't remember. Okay. Did she get, like, hit by a car or was it, like, some kind of... It, you know what? It's interesting. It, rem murdered. it does remind me... Okay. So it's interesting. It reminds me of White Rock Lake because... On that one, the woman, she like drowned or something in the lake, I believe. Wait, but there's another story. Huh? What's what? White Rock Lake. So there's a, um, hold on. I think it's in Texas. There's a place. It's like well known because there's been so many like tragedies at this lake. It's called White Rock Lake. So people drown in the lake. Even people that are like really good swimmers have drowned in the lake 
Like That's there's freaky. been a lot of disasters. Yeah. But there's also a lot of lakes like that in this country, by the way. That that kind of reminds me of the Bermuda Triangle, which I mean, I found fascinating when I first read about it when I was nine. Hmm. So yeah, there's White Rock Lake. And then there's also like a place called the Red Coach Inn um, in Niagara Falls. And that place has had like some some stories as well of like a bride being murdered or something like that but um but also it could have been suicide like there's just different stories in different places wow it's like these stories happen everywhere like the same types of stories over and over again and yeah yeah, it's really interesting okay shall we move on yeah so another one that we've heard about is the goat man have you heard of the goat man yeah, that is weird <laughs> and creepy. I mean, I mean, a lot of urban legends are, but this one is just, oh my God, do not look at a picture of the goat man. You're not going to be sleeping. So what do you know about the goat man? So what I know about the goat man, the story I heard, like it originates in the 1970s. And it's in Prince George's County, Maryland. There's like this scientist who I don't remember what he was working on, but it was like a research facility. And he was doing experiments and something happened with like goat DNA and somehow he injected himself with goat DNA. And so he transformed into this half man, half goat creature. Like the top half is human, like a human face. And the bottom half is like goat legs and and whatnot. And he's like hairy. And he... So he goes hunting, but he like he finds pets, like dogs or something, and he like go and steal a dog and eat it or whatever. Like that's him like feeding. There were, I guess, like in the 70s, there were a lot of disappearing pets in that area. So the other thing I've heard, so it happened in what, Beltsville, I believe. Yeah. I believe that's yeah. the name of the town in Maryland. But there's like been sightings along a particular area in Bowie which is like another town, like a small city or something. So they've been concentrated in a particular area. There's like a railroad track, like an old track. And there's like these like makeshift like shelters in the area. Some people came to the, some people have come to the conclusion that maybe the source of, you know, the whole goat man legend happened to be that pets were murdered from trying to, you know, going across tracks and getting hit by trains um and maybe that's happened to people as well but what have you heard about the goat man yeah my mind's not so different from yours um well the the one i've heard about is actually started in the 40s and 50s so okay a couple decades before yours and yeah it was the same thing it was the scientist who was working at the center research center in beltsville and makes sense because it's an agricultural center. So that's why he was experimenting yeah. with goats. And okay. so what happened was his DNA got in co- into contact with goat DNA. And then he became this half goat, half human <laughs> creature <laughs> who goes around and kills people with an axe. And what? With an axe? Yeah. I guess, I, you know what? I think, you know what? I think I do remember something like that, actually. I do remember something about an axe. Mm-hmm. 
it's like there's like a road or something, right? Or there's like an area. Well, apparently, I guess they call it Goatman's Bridge. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, also, one thing is that he basically he he's in the woods uh, and sometimes he's also hiding under bridges and hmm. in caves um, and he's just kind of like waiting for his next prey. And the first official site sighting or first official sighting was late fifties. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're pretty similar on that one. Like it's yeah. just the time frame is different. I wonder if it's similar because it is not so popular, right? With bloody Mary being so popular. Yeah. It's yeah. There's so the many iterations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, it's reached so so much further. And Goatman is more local. Well, Goatman is also seen in like Kentucky, Texas, and like Louisiana, maybe Tennessee or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like those southern states and then Maryland, which is kind of an oddball, but that's yeah. well, that, that's the thing. Maryland is like the origin state, yeah. it seems to be. And then like sightings in, in those other places. Well, in Texas, the story of the Goatman is of a farmer who um, had goats. And one day, a couple of people came to, I, I think, kind of like harass him. And um, the next day, some cops came and they couldn't find the guy, the farmer. And then, like about a month later, people started hearing things from a bridge hmm. and when they went to investigate, they saw some creature with who was like half of the farmer and then half of a goat's body. What the hell? And it was the farmer's favorite goat or whatever. What the hell? Yeah. What? So in Texas, it's yeah, completely it's about a man who, a farmer who owns goats. And in Maryland, it's like a scientific experiment gone wrong. So it's cool. I mean, it's, it's like, but there's both of, there's both of them have like a bridge, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's interesting. Like the bridge is common, but it's, it's really cool because maybe it is two different stories. Like maybe there really was a genuine story in Texas about this goat farmer. And then maybe in Maryland, there's a, you know, the whole research facility thing. Maybe they're just both called the goat man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're just two different stories with the same name. Yeah. I mean, two different like approaches, but then the end goal is the same because the end goal is it's a half man, half goat situation yeah. who lives under bridges and kind of kills people under around that. So <laughs> <laughs> there's that similarity. Just, yeah. I mean, I'm not going anywhere near any of these places but there's goat man's bridge or any of that that's not happening so it's just, not for me just don't go to maryland or texas i Easy. can go to maryland or texas and and completely avoid i can completely evade the goat man i'm sure i don't know the goat man might come and get you he seems to get what he wants okay on that note because that's not creepy uh <laughs> What's another one that you've heard of? What's another urban legend? So there's one that is a little disturbing. I mean, not that the other two that we spoke about <laughs> were, 
but the bunny man, okay. because this one actually seems like it could happen. It's a man dressed up as a bunny or in a bunny costume yeah. and goes around and attacks people with an ax. This is also one day after I watched the black phone, which. Oh man, I saw that. It was interesting. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, also just the whole, I mean, he, he's not in a costume, but the mask he has is scary. That movie was not scary whatsoever. It was, it was scary in a different way. It's not like the. I don't know. I just, I was expecting it to be scary and I get what you mean. Scary in a different way. Like it's not one of those like horror movie, like that just, you know, actually like terrifies you, but it, it is different. It's, un- it's unnerving. Yeah. I, well, I mean, it's most more so. Yeah. Unnerving fact for me was that they got Ethan Hawke to play a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, he did play that role really, really well in Black Phone. I'm not going to lie. He was really good in that. So yeah, I've I've kind of heard of The Bunny Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I heard basically it was either somebody who escaped from like a mental hospital or somebody who escaped from a prison. And he's in a bunny costume and he, he wields an axe and he kills people with the axe. Like he just, you know, um, now the thing is, I heard that it was based off of two true events where someone was in a bunny costume and had an ax and was like threatening to hurt people. So what did you hear? Is that, is that what you heard or is it different? No, that was the same thing too. And just like the goat man, there's also this bridge that the murders or yeah, the killings happen around. That's interesting. So like I've heard that Bunny Man is Fairfax County, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that's what that. you've heard. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because these stories there, I mean, it's not far from, from Maryland. Yeah. And it's, there are similarities, right? There's the ax. There's like this sort of animal thing. Not that you know they're the same somebody's dressed as a bunny but then in the other one someone is half man half goat there's a bridge there's also like this road mm. to that that it appears on same as as um goat man so it, there are similarities to this which are really interesting it, i mean not to say that they stem from the same things but you know i don't know what, what is the time frame for bunny man again because i don't remember yeah Bunny Man is uh 70s. Interesting. Like okay. early 70s, like 1970. And apparently the first incident happened 10 or 12 days before Halloween. And Halloween is important here because his ghost or the Bunny Man's ghost comes out every year on Halloween to kind so of So it's the ghost that comes out and what tries to do the same thing? They not tries to do the same thing, but just comes out to commemorate his passing. So it it'd be more like a like a residual haunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of this like psycho killer. Yeah, just to kind huh. of torture people by a fear. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's the thing. Like a residual haunting is like a situation where the energy is not 
like the energy isn't like sentient. It's not aware of itself. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't know that it's doing something. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't even, there's no like, it's just energy. But then, yeah, that'd be different from like a ghost coming back and like haunting. Like to me, it sounds more residual, meaning like not necessarily a ghost, but just that residual energy of something taking place. And like it's being repeated over and over again. Yeah, I think what's different between Bunny Man and Goat Man. Well, what's also um, different about Bunny Man than Goat Man is that the story of Bunny Man just kind of seems like a serial killer who yeah. is sadistic, right? Goat Man, <laughs> the physical yeah. body is different. It's supernatural. Bunny Man right, right, right. is not. Yeah. It is really interesting that one is more supernatural and one is more like psycho killer. Because Bunny Man is based on two true events, that one sounds more plausible to me. But w- when did the murders take or when did the attacks take place? So my sources say all in 1970. So there so it was two events in 1970. Okay. Hmm. Four. Four. Between October 22nd and November 6th. Wow. Yeah, apparently it got so bad that, I mean, not bad. I mean, apparently it was so convincing that the police opened investigations and people have written academic articles and historians have written about this. And it's like a, it's a classic legend of the county. That's crazy. So yeah, this is a real instance of actual events turning into like this legend and like it just keeps going and who knows like maybe in the future people will be like oh i've also seen the bunny man or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. down the down the line yeah like i mean i don't know the last time people have said they've seen goat man sightings but yeah, it's like every now seen. and then mm-hmm. people like every now and then people are like oh you know somebody said they saw something and it just kind of keeps the legend going. It keeps feeding into it, feeding the story. Trying to see when was the last time. The last time, say it was the 60s. But then also that's the thing, right? Different sources say, yeah. tell you different things. Yeah. So, yeah, we did our own little urban legend exploring thing. <laughs> and we wanted to check out. A local legend in New Jersey. So we went to Newark Penn Station in Newark, New Jersey, and we checked out the legend of the ghost train of track five. But yeah, so we, we went to Newark Penn Station and we checked out the legend of the ghost train. Yeah, track five. You know, we spent a good while there doing audio recordings. Most of it was like noise of background. You can hear the music and the trains idling on you know platforms at the station not making too much noise so yeah we were looking for this this like steam engine ghost train from the 1870s i guess there was a train accident that took place in newark and the legend says that at midnight this ghost train will appear on track five just after midnight on what is it the 10th the 10th day of each month so that's what we did. We checked that out. And here's some audio that we recorded during our investigation. It is 11.59 p.m. at Newark Penn Station. On track five. What? 
on June 10th, uh, 2022. And we are still waiting for this um, Victorian ghost train of the previous Penn Station. That's that's just screeching of, of uh, another locomotive that is a very modern mo locomotive, so it's not the train that we're looking for. Here. I hear, I personally hear nothing other than that locomotive that has passed by. It has left track five and down the track, leaving Penn Station. So it is much quieter right now at Penn Station, but not much because you can still hear the train on track three kind of humming and the music and it's, it's a big station. So I personally don't hear any steam locomotive on track five. It is approximately 12.01 a.m. June 11th, 2022. Yeah, so if you listen to the audio, there's like one moment. Chandi, did you hear it? Yeah. Where like you hear a train horn. Not saying that that's a ghost train. I have no idea. But that's not something that we accounted for when we were there. Because like you can hear me saying, and we're all like agreeing, yeah, we hear absolutely nothing. And then like right after I said that, there's just like um three three train horn beeps, but like I don't yeah, like you can hear like the the train bell or or whistle or whatever go off like three times and three times for a train whistle generally means the train is backing up and mm -hmm. going in reverse. So I didn't see a train going in reverse. I don't know if you recall that. No, it was only in June. So like, it's not like it was that long ago. And from the recording, there was nothing going on. Like a train had already passed us and we heard those three sounds. So I don't know, but I, I can't, I'm not saying it's a ghost train. I don't believe in ghost trains. So I don't know what that was though. It was freaky. It was, yes, it was. Thanks for checking out our mini-sode uh, about urban legends. I had a lot of fun doing this one. Yeah, yeah. This was cool. If there are any urban legends that you guys know about, let us know about them. Send us an email at info at boundbythecloak.com. Let us know on Twitter, on Reddit, on Instagram, wherever. We want to hear about your urban legends. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs>